This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... Telephone scams. I I hate them. You hate them. Everybody hates them. But it seems that there's not much we can do about them. Uh, That's that's just a problem, a fact of life. Uh, You've got all of these uh, services like uh, the Do Not Call Registry where you can put your phone number on there and... uh, that, that way, uh, they're supposed to stop you from getting these calls. But then you sign up for a new credit card or you you uh, sign in to, to get uh, deals at Safeway. And they take that information and they sell it to these guys. And it happens again and again and again. And that's just the legitimate businesses that are doing it. It drives me nuts. And I, I'm trying to figure out ways to, to deal with this. And maybe we've got a little bit of help coming in there. But here's the thing is that as we're getting close to tax uh, tax season, what's on the rise is the thing called vishing, V-I-S-H-I-N-G, which is a variant of phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, which is people using text, email, uh, phone calls to make you think that you owe somebody money or to g- uh, get them to g- give your banking information uh, it's and it's on the rise. It's really the biggest problem that we're we're facing right now as far as cybersecurity. And what are we going to do about it? Well, there's not a whole lot. I mean, there are a few companies. Uh, most notably, there's a company called Nomo Robo, which you may maybe have heard about, that's supposed to stop calls from automatic dialers or spam call centers, as well as spam texts. And however, while that service is free for landlines, it costs about $20 a year to re- register your cell phone. Maybe it's worth the cost. However, if the calling number is not on Nomo Robo's blacklist, it can get through. So that technology is not infallible. And then there are settings on your Android and iOS phones that will block any caller not on your phone contact list. But sometimes scammers can use a spoofing technique that will use a phone number of somebody that is on the list and they'll bypass that block. And finally, we've got our government, uh, the National Do Not Call Registry. That's free. Uh, all you, and you can have your number removed from those calling lists. But if those calling lists are outside of similar services in the UK and Europe and the U.S., uh, like it's coming from somewhere in Asia, Africa, or Russia, where most of the vishing operations are, they can ignore those laws. So what are we going to do? Uh, well, I found somebody. They called me up, and it's a company called Mutare, M-U-T-A-R-E. And they've been at the forefront of this for some time. Using AI technology, their service not only maintains a blacklist of offending callers, and, but it also will recognize when automatic dialers and recorded messages are being used. And it studies the patterns of the calls, including where they come from. Uh, it, but Mutari is available only to large corporations. In fact, Nomo Robo is one of their customers. So it does get down to the consumer level a certain amount. But the real issue is, is that the vulnerabilities in our telephony are bigger in the corporate world than they are with us. With us, it's it, it, 
it's a problem, but it's not nearly as devastating as what happens to these corporations. You may have heard that the Internet service company GoDaddy had been a victim of ongoing data theft with criminals stealing code, customer data, and passwords for as much as three years before the breach was even discovered. Well, this week it turned out that the vulnerability was the result of a vishing scam targeting GoDaddy employees to access their servers. What happens is just like it does with everyone else. You get busy. Phone calls are coming in. Texts are coming in. Emails are coming in. Somebody's asking you for information. They seem to be legitimate. You don't really think it through. And bam, you give them the information they need, and they are in like Flynn. So we get this call from a company called Mutare, M-U-T-A-R-E. Uh, interesting company. They're app developers. They're not a cybersecurity firm per se. Uh, and they ended up, after over a course of a few years, they developed this thing called a voice filtering AI. And they, they, they take a look at what's coming in, uh, where it's coming from, uh, whether it's a recorded uh, a message, whether it's a robot that's making a call, and they end up uh, being able to block that at the access. Uh, so we decided to, okay, yeah, let's talk to them and see what they've got. There really isn't more than uh, more out there for anyone else. So we sat down with Brian McDonald, who is a product development uh, manager at Mutari, and asked him specifically, what is it you guys are doing? It started this as a feature to an existing application, and the success was very surprising to us. So okay. we pivoted and uh, focusing on that now. Now, uh, I, I noticed that there are a couple of papers that seem to fit into what you're doing. Uh, one was uh, University of Helsinki in 2020, and another was fairly more recently was at the University of Texas. Uh, are you connected with either of those? Uh, those sound familiar. It's possible. Uh, we get sent a lot and we do a lot of research. Can you familiarize me? with? Well, the, the University of Helsinki was specifically related to GOIP filters. Okay. So, so the uh, so the system is is that you identify places where you get a lot of scam calls. Okay. And geographically, just block them unless you can put yeah. them on a whitelist. Yeah, that one. Uh, we we weren't involved in that one. What's the University of Texas one? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I was starting to read it, and I got a phone call. Um, <laughs> I, I think a company called Kubro uh, kind of ran out from that. Okay. Uh, th those sound, I mean, those sound interesting. I'll look those up afterwards. Um, oh, that was actually University of Texas was 2012. Oh, okay. And it was uh, specifically dealing with man in the middle attacks. Okay. That one I am familiar with. Uh, we okay. did a lot of research on that one. Yeah. They had some, if I remember correctly from that article, that's that uh, you're ringing a bell now. We used some of the uh, research done there to hone some of our algorithms and some things to look for in uh, part of our part of our product. Okay. So that one I actually am familiar with. That was an, actually a, a really well done. They grabbed a lot of data and it was probably one of the best uh, and enlightening ones that we had seen just because of the amount of data they collected. That one okay. was great. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's some good background. So tell me, what exactly the, it, is there a product name for this? 
Yeah, the product name is uh, Voice Traffic Filter. Oh, and so that was uh, obviously uh, created by engineers. One hundred percent, and uh, I, I'm partially to blame for that for not pushing harder for a more marketing name. But marketing is uh, chomping at the bit to rename it, of course. But uh, okay, you know, the, so, there's there, there's that whole bit. I come more from the development and nerd side of the house, so. So yes. How does how does this product work? Right. So uh, basically, what we're doing, our goal is to prevent the bad calls from ever getting ringing the phone. Right. So uh, depending on where we're deployed or where we're integrating, uh, we're going to be right after the carrier, the terminating carrier gets the call, as close okay. as possible to that, so we can do call analysis on the call mm -hmm. and utilizing rules that the and customer has decided we can then take action on the call and it might be just dropping the call it might be routing to a captcha voice captcha it yeah. might be running some uh, uh algorithms and forking off to a voicemail system it might be routing to a call center skill group that's dedicated to suspicious calls can be anywhere but basically uh analyzing the call and then taking action on the call before okay. the phone rings is our goal. All right. So a lot of these um, these studies that I was looking at, uh, they specifically stated that a lot of these efforts will it, kind of do some damage to the quality of service in the form of latency and jitter, packet loss. Do you find that a problem with your own product? No, not at all. The way we're doing our analysis is is before the phone rings. So we're not actually analyzing okay. today the after the call is answered and what happens after that. Uh, there's there's products that handle that now and eventually we might get in there. But really we're looking at um in, in the case of SIP, we're looking at the SIP headers. Um in the case of where we don't actually have all that detail, we're looking at as much metadata about the call as possible to help make decisions. Okay, does that include geo uh, filters? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Where applicable, um, the way the telephone network works, uh, that that sometimes is is uh, obfuscated. Maybe carriers don't deliver that information. Um, it depends on where we sit, but, but yeah. in some cases, absolutely. Okay. So who are your customers? It would seem to me that the carriers are the ones that want to buy you. Uh, actually, no. And the, the reason is carriers don't want to be bothered with or liable for dropping a call that might be important. For ah, instance, let's, okay. say, let's, say, let's say I'm a healthcare organization and I need, I need to decide which calls I take and which ones I don't and which ones I handle certain ways. Okay. So what we're trying to do is deliver those tools down to the end customer rather than having the carrier make blanket decisions for all of its customers, push the tools to make those decisions down to the end customers and allow them to decide. We find different vertical markets have different tastes for how, uh, for how calls are handled okay. uh, and, and even different departments within organizations have different tastes. So you mentioned health industries. Is that a big level for customers for you? 
Absolutely. Uh, any, uh, in general, health, um, legal firms, financial, those are big. Okay. Um, and then within an organization, we're finding contact centers are huge targets. Interesting, because those would also be the companies that are promoting the spam calls. Yes, in some cases, they're uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> in some cases, yes. In other cases, no. But in some cases, certainly. Okay. So it, uh, you keep mentioning spam, yeah. um, and and that that's that's uh, that's a good term, um, but uh, it doesn't really cover everything. There's a lot of blatant fraud. That's not just spam. It's blatant targeted fraud. Okay, because I, I generally consider spam calls to be fraud anyway. Oh, but, then, but, then, then we're also talking to the same thing, so that's yeah, okay. But again, I, actually, it's probably a good idea to make that uh, differentiation because, you know, the, the fraud calls, you know, those are the ones I'm still dealing with, and I've got a pretty, pretty good setup to block those things. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that it doesn't necessarily work if you're a private citizen. In some cases, you're right. Um, with the if if you're a large organization, sometimes it's easier to to discern patterns because yeah. those patterns can be affecting multiple endpoints in your in your organization at the same time. You can also have you know you've got budgets and tools to uh, reconcile, you know, uh, integrate, um, analyze yeah. those patterns and. What you should be doing, as any security analyst would know, is tying that to other pieces, other endpoints. Okay. You know, pulling now, that all together for analysis. One of the things that I, I believe I found as I was doing some research is that you've got uh, a working relationship with Nomo Robo. Yes. Yes. It, so it, is that incorporated into, into the Nomo Robo uh, offering, or is that a a separate offering. Well, the Nomo Robo has their own offering, um, and they sell a couple of different products. Um, we utilize Nomo Robo in our product. Uh, for okay, one so, of so our layers of protection. Okay, so you've integrated them rather than yes. them integrating you. Correct. That's, that seems to me to be the backwards thing. Yeah, I, the the biggest problem with, with this stuff with the fraud calls are with individuals with with my mother in law who takes calls from all kinds of people. That's, um, yes. Uh, and, and in that case, that no more robo would be fun, would, would, would work well. Um, we're, we're yeah, that's one of the things that, I, that I'm not finding is that you, you, no more robo works well when you're, you're dealing with domestic fraudsters, but it doesn't do anything for people calling in from overseas. Overseas, right. And, um, and, and especially, some... especially in the Bay Area, we have a large Asian population and Absolutely. there are lots of fraudsters that are claiming they're going to send people back to China if they don't send them money. Right. Well, our focus is on uh, selling our product to organizations. Yeah. Um, and what they're worried about is their users getting those phishing calls and being scammed and that affecting the organization. Um, we found that uh, year over year, vishing has increased 550% uh, 
Yeah. And in organizations, this has real consequences. Um, yeah. The biggest one is the Robin Hood uh, breach. That was uh, due to the one of their call center agents being vished and uh, credentials being being left let out. Incredible. You you so, would think you would think that people in call centers would be trained on this. And they are, but training isn't enough. The humans are fallible and they are busy and humans are doing 120 things at the same time. Um, right now, you and I are having this call and we're getting pinged from different uh, messaging systems and we're handling four different things. And you got to remember to pick up the laundry on the way home and we got to handle all these things. Humans can't can't 100% of the time manage all of that and these these guys are good when they're coming in and hitting this stuff um yeah and would you if you're a hacker would you rather go after a million pennies or would you go after a couple big hits yeah it's like willie sutton you go where the money is and absolutely you go where the money is and these days once you get a foothold uh, and you just need that extra bit of, uh, of leeway, you can contract as a hacker, you can contract an organization to, to, to Vish here, uh, go after these guys. We've got an in, we just need um, some credentials, go get us some credentials. And they have tools that you can just purchase uh, to, to, to do these things and tie all this together. Now, an organization yeah. should be buttoned up against all of those things. Um, and they're they're leaving the voice part of this out out in the cold, and that's where we can come in and help. Okay, yeah, it's um, it's a sad state of affairs because there's no way you can be completely um, secure. But the idea is, is is to close as many doors as you possibly can. Yeah, uh, it, we we always joke around uh, when we're explaining this to people. It's the it's the Swiss cheese concept of uh, uh, of security, right? You got to apply many layers, so those holes, as they're going through, eventually yeah. you catch I, it. I've always used the vegetable sieve as as the analogy. That works too. You get you get a bowl with a thousand holes in it. Uh, it, but I've always applied it to the marketing side of cybersecurity. Sure. You, you get a press release that says, we've plugged this hole. Yeah. Oh, great. There's still 999 left to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. And when you're a, you're a, you're a CISO for a large organization, you've got a yeoman's job. You've got to cover all your bases. And the weakest link is computers are a lot of times easier to handle than humans. And no amount of training is going to cover all your bases. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, there wasn't much much more to talk about uh, because we got into some issues that uh, Brian didn't have answers for uh, regarding uh, what their business is like. Uh, it, it's a sad situation where we, we can't trust our own communication devices or trust who it is that's coming in. Uh, that's why it's important to have what is called a zero trust philosophy when it comes to dealing with our uh digital technology that means just assume that it's very possible that whoever you're talking to on the other side of whatever communication device you're using may not be the person you're expecting and just just be circumspect in, in what you turn over uh, one of the things I do is that when I get a call back from a call from one of these organizations I say uh, I will get back to you and I end the call 
or and then I, I do some research to find out what's really out there. I go to the direct uh, website or I go to a phone number that I know is, is right and I call them back and that's when I find out that uh, they are right or they are wrong. Uh, so that's that's the advice I can give to you for, for this week. Uh, be careful. Uh, if and, and when it comes to the IRS stuff, the IRS will never call you on the phone. It'll never send you a text. It'll never send you an email. The IRS works through the U.S. mail system. And if you get anything from somebody claiming to be from the IRS that is not through the mail, just ignore it. It's all garbage. Don't even try to engage with them because the more you engage, the more information they can get. So that's that's my advice. Don't engage. Just walk away. There are way and trust. Don't trust and verify. So that's it for this week on Crucial Tech. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, give us a call at uh, or send us an email at cyberprotectionmagazine.com. Uh, or you can leave a one-minute uh, question or comment on the website page at anchor.fm slash crucialtech. There's a little button there where you can leave a message. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. And uh, as always, we're looking for sponsors, so please sign up. This has been Lou Covey, and this is Crucial Tech, a Footwasher Media production. <laughs>